Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Still to come for you here on the show this evening, we'll be doing Control-Alt-Delete. Quick roundup of all the tech stories involving why a Chinese rocket is plummeting towards the Earth. Should you be afraid? There's now new features on Spotify, by the way, that'll let you access, delete and block certain things that your kids may or may not be listening to. And a weird attachment you can put to your glasses to help you track and control what you're eating. So maybe you don't notice what you're putting into your mouth, but these glasses will. So that's on the way. Now, uh, though, we want to let you know about something uh, a little bit different that we're trying, especially if you are single. In fact, only if you're single, if you're going to do this and you're in a relationship, you're not going to have a good time. But (laughs) we are uh, uh, obviously in lockdown and... um, I imagine it can be tough for people to go on dates. I'm tough. I imagine it's impossible because it's technically an unnecessary journey and an unnecessary destination. But people are actually going and setting themselves up on Zoom dates. Mm, they are. Like I was telling you about my friend who fell asleep on her Zoom date. Then she went <laughs> yeah. and had a date part two and she said it went really well. So, I mean, he asked her to go on another one. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a way to get to know people without having to have that pressure of sleeping with them. You know? yeah, yeah, there you go. So that, that can't actually happen. So you're completely safe. Uh, and even if you do drink too much, you know what? You don't even need an awkward taxi home because you, you're home. It's absolutely fine. So we're organizing a Zoom blind date. We're going to call it Zoom 104. It's going to happen this Friday. So if you want to get involved, uh, let us know if you'd be up for going on a Zoom on a Zoom blind date. All right, all you need to do, if you're single, WhatsApp us in now, Zoom and your name to 87 We'll do all the work for you, by the way. We will yeah. match you and pair you up with someone. And then on Friday, 10 o'clock, you go on your Zoom date, you can meet them for the first time, chat for about 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we can have a little chat with you afterwards and see what you thought. Was there any spark there? Would you like to go on, on, a, on another Zoom date? Would you like to meet up post-lockdown in the future? Who knows? So, it's an excuse to get yourself dolled up on Friday. It's an excuse to put some pants on. It's an excuse to do something slightly different. So if you or someone you know should do this and should take part and would be up for a bit of crack, Zoom, your name, your details, 87 Who knows, we could have, uh, we could be getting a Zoom relationships up and running here now. Do you know what's really interesting? If you were doing a Zoom date with somebody and usually they might do it from their bedroom. So if they're living with other people, they might do it from their bedroom. You're going to get to see how messy he really is. <laughs> is he leaving a towel yeah, on the true. bed? Has he just, <clears throat> you know, certain things in his room that you're like, yep. oh, oh, I don't like that. You know, he could have a box of condoms just sitting in the corner and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing with them? Uh, well, well my, my tip would be, you see, if I was going on a Zoom date, everything in view of the camera would just be thrown out of the way. So just the frame would look beautiful. So you'd want to just like tilt your camera to the left or to the right and you'll see the actual situation that's going on. You're like, oh, you're an absolute pig. 
<laughs> listen, I maybe, wouldn't think about doing that. Yeah, maybe maybe that'd be your soulmate. So listen, if you want to get involved this Friday, something new, something different, something a little bit exciting for your quarantine Friday nights, uh, Zoom and your name and your details, 87 We'll be doing Zoom 104 then. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sushi Good evening, it's Cormac and Sushi here on FM 104. Remember, you can uh, listen back to the full shows and to all the features and interviews separately. So if you missed our uh, interview with Simon Harris, if you missed our interview with the woman who sells her toenails, the woman who adds a specific something to her smoothies every morning, they're all up on the Room 104 podcast. You can find that just by searching for Room 104 with Cormac Concertia on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, all of those usual places. Uh, now, Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. A couple of odd, strange, weird stories from the world of uh, tech this evening. Uh, good news, I don't know if you were a fan of uh, Tony Hawk. Um, did you ever I, play the Tony Hawk skating game back in the day? I did, actually, weirdly enough. And I found him extremely attractive. And I went through a phase of being into skater boys, even though that wasn't really a thing here. There was no. a, there was a skate park thing that I used to just hang around in, looking for them. But yeah, I yeah, was a fan. <laughs> Every time a, a local area campaigned to get a skate park in, one of two things happened. Some other people just set it on fire or people just used it to drink in underage. Yeah, uh, that's Irresponsibly, exactly of course, don't be doing that now. But unfortunately, there is, um, I know, a few good skate parks that are still operating. But I think Tony Hawk was one of the people who made it famous. and made it, But he made, I remember reading something, I don't know how much it was, but he made a staggering amount of money from the games back in the day because he was involved in producing them and developing them and, and, and worked a lot with the crowd that did it. Made a staggering, staggering amount of money. But if you were a fan of the, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games that were out years ago, they were initially remastered and re-released, I think, in 2012. Didn't go down too well. But this year, they're releasing, uh, re-releasing the, the, the games with, you know, new new uh, multi-screen. Because I know you could do the split-screen stuff but now you'll also be able to play multiplayer online and stuff like that. So that's good news for tech people on the way which will help keep a hell of a lot more people locked away inside. Um, some other news as well. Um, is, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I don't know. But now your parents will be able to control what you listen to. Oh, God. I should say your parents. I suppose if you have kids, if they're if you're on a, if you have them set up on your Spotify, if they have a profile on your Spotify, of your, your, you're now going to be able to go back through their listening history to see what they've been listening to. For and a you'll second be able to there. block... I thought you were going to be saying that I was going to have to be forced to listen to Nathan Carter for ages. You leave Nathan Carter alone. Look, he's great and everything. But Joan the Moan is obsessed. She's dead right. She's dead right. Sorry. Okay, so it's not for for kind of our age group. This is for... If you have kids. kids and they're on your Spotify, um, right. you're going to be able to... Their parental controls, basically, they're putting in. You're going to be able to see what your kids are listening to and block certain artists. So if you're like, now, my God, now, that Eminem lad saying loads <laughs> of bad words, block that out straight away. Or Rihanna, barely clothed in the field up in Belfast somewhere. Just, no, 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 none of her. You can censor what they're listening to um, now and obviously, make, you know, keep them safer. It's not if there's too much inappropriate stuff. Oh, maybe oh my God, every song has inappropriate stuff in it, really. They'd have to be listened uh, to. You know, the gospel bitch, rap this, that we boobs, used to listen to. that, ho, this, my God. <laughs> gospel rap. That's what they can listen to. Yeah, gospel Christian rap is the only thing you should be letting them listen to. But listen, yeah. there you go. It's not available now. It's, it's been released in Japan and released in Germany. They're rolling it out in a few other countries. It'll n- no doubt uh, be released here shortly as well. So that's news. Um, another thing which I thought was strange... I don't know if I would like this or not, but if you've ever gone on a diet or tried to eat a bit healthier and you started tracking your diet, like uh, I've been trying for the last while, to, you know, use, um, do you ever use MyFitnessPal to kind of track what you're eating? 
you know what? I'm terrible with any of these uh, apps and stuff. So no, I haven't. But I know a lot of my friends would use that, yeah. Real difficult. You know, you're out there scanning the back of a Mars bar wrapper looking like an idiot and just kind of worrying about everything you're eating, right? And obviously tracking can help you manage what you're eating and, and you know, show you what you're eating too much of or too little of. <clears throat> but there's a group of tech companies after creating a thing called a Fitbit. Now, <clears throat> you've obviously heard of a Fitbit, which is the watch which goes on your arm and they will track your heart rate and exercise and stuff like that. Yeah. This is completely separate to it. And it is something that you put on the side of your glasses and it, there's a tiny little camera in it and a ton of AI and tech inside this little camera that's able to detect when you're eating. Oh, that's creepy. You're being watched. Now, it, yeah, so it can detect when you're chewing, when you're swallowing, uh, hand-to-mouth gestures, hi and uh, it can measure <laughs> visual uh, intakes of food, right, and it pairs it up with the glasses. What it doesn't do as of yet, it's not able to, it doesn't look like it, track your calorie intake. It's just meant to track your eating habits so that you can realise when you're snacking, when you shouldn't be snacking, how much or how many times you're eating, how many times you're going to the fridge. And how many times you're putting food into your face because it's trying to uh, help people manage their eating habits, manage their food habits. Um, I just think it would be much better if it could count all your calories so you didn't have to, you know what I mean? Then give you a little red light warning going, too full, or, you your food. imagine an alarm went off if you were eating too many. There you go, that's what I mean, yeah, and you get <laughs> shamed out of your food. A big bell goes off in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, take Saoirse away, she's six calories over. She's after eating all of the biscuits. We told her she had to have three of them. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. There's something weird about feeling judged constantly, isn't there? <laughs> like, it shamed. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, remember when Google Glass came out? And that was going to be the next big thing. The fancy glasses Google recently had a camera in and it could pop up things. And then people hated it because they were like, it's, it's a big invasion of people's privacy. Because, if you know, I just wouldn't feel comfortable talking to someone with a pair of those on. Because you're like, you're monitoring people 24-7. It's just like, no, go away. So it, it might be a similar issue with it. But anyway, there it's being developed at Carnegie Mellon University in their Human Computer Interaction Institute. And uh, it's a fancy thing. It's not tracking your calories as of yet. You're still going to have to pull out your uh, My Fitness Pal and do that yourself. But who knows if in the near future they'll be able to use the camera system and the AI to detect what food it is, detect how much it is, and to add the calories in there automatically. But that is the latest kind of... It's called Fitbit. So if you want to have a look at it, it's it's B-Y-T-E as in computer bite. So Fitbit, not Fitbit, Fitbit. So that's one to uh, uh, have a look on as well. Uh, final story here this evening. A Virginia restaurant is doing something to try and... Offset the weirdness that will be when people start going back into restaurants after the restrictions and the lockdown restrictions are lifted. So we're still trying to figure out here how you're going to be able to go to a restaurant safely and how the restaurants are going to be able to even operate safely. And yeah. the pubs and things like that, right? And there's going to be restrictions on the amount of people allowed in at one time. Obviously, you're going to have to have the, the two-meter distance between you and somebody else and a load of other restrictions that will be put in place to see if we can actually manage uh, to work. And we'll find out whether or not restaurants can even operate on that. But to try and make it a less... Okay, a less awkward situation. This might be slightly creepier. The restaurant is using mannequins to just sit at all the empty desks. What? Yeah. Using mannequins? It's going to get loads of mannequins and just, you know, dress them and sit them at the tables as if there's loads of people in there. How terrifying would that be? Mm. Could you imagine? 
Oh my God. Imagine late at night and you just look across and you're like, oh God, sorry, I thought that was somebody. And it's just a mannequin frozen just sitting there beside you. That's, I mean, in a weird way, if they put all the mannequins in there and then piped in kind of background music of like a busy restaurant environment, maybe it'll trick you into thinking that this isn't a hellhole dystopian future where we're being controlled and killed by a pandemic virus. Maybe we'll start to think. And then maybe we'll just start talking to the mannequins going, oh, hi, did you enjoy the salmon? Oh, lovely, isn't it? Yeah, okay, bye, yeah. And maybe we will start all losing our minds. But that's what they're doing to try and, uh, to try and keep... Keep it in some way normal because you know, there's always that way of you don't you never go into an empty restaurant. If you ever walk into an empty restaurant, you feel uncomfortable because you're like, oh, there must be something wrong with the food. But at least if it looks busy in some way, that might trick you into enjoying your meal a bit better. Yeah, but you're talking about visually, but a lot of the restaurant experience is here, you know, hearing people chatting and it's. Like well, when I think of the atmosphere over the PA system, that'll be it. You just, just, you know. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. No, I couldn't get on board with that. I'd rather be in an emptier restaurant with, you know, social distancing where people are way away from me. And oh, I can kind of hear them talking, but it's more intimate than having a whole lot of mannequins just sitting there and then background noise. Oh, no, I couldn't. Does okay, anybody well, else find do, that weird? What, I find that bizarre. What, what, do you make of, uh, what, what do you make of this then? Right? Okay, this, this would be just the mannequin beside you and you just hear... I feel like I'm hallucinating. You would be. It would probably be the weirdest trip of your lifetime. <laughs> See, I don't know if I could deal with that. I wouldn't know what's real life anymore. Nobody knows. what Real life is out the window, <laughs> Saoirse. It's been out the window for quite a long time. I'd be talking to these mannequins and then I'd be like, oh, sorry, I thought you were a human. Uh, you know. Be a bit of crack. Oh, it's weird. I'd rather robots, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, AI robots just walking around that can actually kind of talk back. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But listen... It's just one potential solution. So I don't know. And like, think, think of the crack you would have in a bar if you put a load of mannequins at the counter, dressed up owl lad mannequins at the counter. <laughs> uh, you'd, be, you'd definitely be chatting to them by the end of the night going, ah, there's Barry the mannequin. How are you? God, yeah. Uh, he's These a quiet no one, fights. Barry, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so strange. Even the thought Social that. distancing with a bit of crack. Yeah, mannequins. No, I think I'll stay in and have my takeaway. Mannequins have to be it because you, you need that uh, pub atmosphere of uh, awkwardly sliding to the bar, you know what I mean? Or awkwardly making your way through the crowd to get to the jacks and you just use mannequins. So you just say, oh, sorry, 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 Paul, can I get put? Sorry, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah. And, they and there's only four people off. in the bar and 200 mannequins. <laughs> fall off the chair and face plant the ground and you're like, oh, Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Michael's a bit dodgy today now. Mannequins getting turfed out by the bouncers. Be a fake oh, row with the mannequins. God. This is great crack. Well, at least they won't be taking up the bathroom space. There's nothing more annoying than going to a pub and you have to, well, being a girl, queuing for the bathroom. So at least you wouldn't have yeah, that Yeah, hashtag problem. male privilege, don't have to do that. It's great. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. It's but it could be reality. I think this yeah. Virginia restaurant is onto something. Mannequins, they'd be, again, be better cracking the pub. Kind of like Home Alone, you know, and they attached all the mannequins and the, and the, and the dolls to strings yeah. and were moving their hands and stuff. See, that's what I was thinking of. No, I, uh, yeah, but like then you, you think about it, you go home and you, you think, I was just in a pub on my own. <laughs> I just scored a mannequin out the back of a pub and oh, now I feel Jesus. like a dirty whore. Wow. You wake up with a mannequin in your bed going, did we, yeah. uh, I can't really remember. Ooh. I think now after hearing that's a good time to go outside your door and start howling <laughs> and then come back again. <laughs> like, yeah, no if, if you wind up doing that, we're all in there.
in a dodgy situation and we all need to sort our lives out. But listen, uh, there you go. It's pretty much the, the roundup of uh, the text stories this evening on Control Alt Delete. If you see anything we may have missed, you can give us a shout on 0876797104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's uh, Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Quick reminder, all of the shows to listen back to and the features and the interviews will be up on the Room 104 podcast very, very shortly. But... Uh, Quick question for you before we wrap up this evening. Can yeah. I get this right? This is really interesting. So obviously, you know, if you're booking a holiday, not that we can even think about doing that right now, but, you know, you might book two weeks off and go on a summer holiday. People have done oh, that. the dreams that you the, might. Can you imagine? It's so good. So I remember when we were younger, we'd go for two weeks to Spain and then my parents would have two weeks off at Christmas and that was kind of your holidays. Yeah, you know, that was kind of it. Well, anyway, there's been a study done that said there's a peak amount of days for your health and wellness. So your levels of health and wellness peak at a certain amount of days that you take for your holidays. But how many days is it? So after so, this so peak, yeah, you drop I, back down to like, you know, you're just like, hey, eh, it's grand. The novelty's yeah. worn off and you just exactly. you bring your misery that you had at home with you. You thought the change of scenery would do it, but it, you brought it with you. Exactly, yeah. So, so you're happiest, uh, you peak happiness after a certain number of days on holidays? Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are, it's just, just getting away in general. See, that's it, it doesn't matter where you are. Okay, so it's definitely not the first day of holiday, because first day of holidays is always hell, because you lose things, you forget things, there's the panic to get to the airport, someone's always late, someone's forgot something, you're having a row, you're up at four in the morning, everyone hates each other. So it's definitely not yeah. day number one. It's definitely no. not day number two, because you're still sorting yourself out, you're only getting settled in, you don't know what's in the area, and you're still a bit all over the shop. So it's definitely not day one or two. Um, it's definitely not the last day, obviously, because that's the most depressing day when you have to... I suppose it's got to be far enough away from the end and the beginning. But you see, the you thing start- you're missing is it's not necessarily that, you know, you're talking about, say, if you took a t- two-week holiday mm. on the first day and maybe the last day you'd be unhappy going home. But what day, like how many days does it take for you to reach your peak before you go back down again in your mood? How many days that's- holidays should you take? Right, now no, that's a very interesting one. Have a guess there. If you think you know what it is, how many days until you're feeling the optimal best on your holidays, right? 87 uh, We'll see if anyone can come back after these. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Social 104's Room 104 podcast and, uh, with Cormac Moore and question for you this evening, which is? Yeah, so the peak amount of days to go on holiday for your health and wellness levels is what? So how many days into your holiday... Do you reach your peak? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I, I, a part of me is like, I, we should apologize for reminding you of holidays, which you're not going on. Uh, really sorry <laughs> about that, have, yeah. We may, may have had to cancel. Um, um, get your answers in 0876797104. Uh, the news, anyway, you might have seen, anyway, Ryanair is operating up to 40% of its normal flight schedule from the 1st of July. Um, uh, and also as well, right, you know, there was, there was a load of people who went mad at Aer Lingus and Ryanair and a few other flights. Would you expect mm. flights to have, like, social distancing on the plane? Yeah, I would. I think, I it's, would. I think it's really important. But, like, you're all breathing the exact same air as each other because it's recycled air the whole time. So it doesn't matter if you're not sitting beside someone. You're all going to... someone's on the plane, you're all getting infected, you know, that kind of way? Well, then do you not think, in hindsight, that maybe they should have pushed it back a little bit later? Oh, I don't Is know. It I dangerous? Just, I, um, uh, I, I was mean, just—they're talking about getting rid of the middle seat as well on planes, but like that's only two or three foot. You know how small, small airplane seats are as well. It's not as if you can true. stretch out in them. So, uh, removing them—if you're going to be packed, you're packing yourself onto a plane, I think you're going to be, uh, um, not necessarily taking a risk. But you know, I don't think they can properly self-isolate. Otherwise, you're only going to have four people on a plane, and all your flights, like a flight to Manchester, would be like four grand on Ryanair at six in the morning. You see, I think as well that you should be made to wear a mask on a flight from now on. Yeah, there's also talk of that coming in tomorrow, that you might have, in public transport and supermarkets, they may be asking you to wear uh, face masks after several months of the lockdown. So who knows? But yeah, that, that might help. I just think if you're on a plane in a contained unit where all the air gets recycled and refiltered back around, if someone has something, you're probably getting it. Yeah, a lot of people do find that they get sick after coming off a plane. Like yeah. cold and flu and stuff, because it is like it's germ zone, isn't it? It's a really? tin can. It's just a little petri dish of tin cans. But uh, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if if they have to do that, it's just your cheap flights will be a thing of the past. So it will no longer be. It'd be like being in the eighties again when you had to save up for years just to go for a, a flight abroad um, and see anyone. So what what will the travel bloggers do? See, that's it. They're done. What They're gone. The travel They're going to have to actually. Yeah, let's do. They're this, actually, actually going to have to them. only travel from their location so if you're in Dublin you can only maybe go outside of Dublin do you know what I mean so they'll be doing a travel blog is a 5k radius you know they'll yeah. be going around going hey just, just travelling around <laughs> uh, Santry or you know Donamede or uh, Kalini uh, maybe maybe that would be a bit more useful but yeah maybe it's the end of the travel influencer can you imagine the travel bloggers who are now obviously can't go anywhere can't do anything can't work that bubble <sighs> had to burst at some point it did 
Like it's uh, madness for, that they even made money from travelling the world. Everyone uh, wants to do that. Why did they get to make money from it? I'm bitter. I know, I know. Listen, we're all but bitter, anyway. we can all moan, and everyone's miserable together. Uh, Dean thinks it's five days. Is that the correct answer? So five days is the amount of days, is like your peak happiness when you're away on holidays. Is it five? No, it's not five days. It's not actually five days. No. It's not a bad guess, but it's not the answer. Um, we have, Dermot says, is it about 10 to 12 days? And Margaret has said, is it, is it, is it 18 days? How many, many weeks now, off are you getting? What I will tell you is, and this is quite interesting, after day 11, your positive feelings start to decrease and fall rapidly. Oh, no, really? So by You're day 11, so you just... are aren't we? Yeah, you just have lost interest in your holiday. <laughs> you've had enough, you've, you've had all the highs. And if you think about it, when you do go away, say if you went away for two weeks, you yeah. kind of do realise after a certain time that you kind of know the area quite well. You've probably gone to that same beach a few times. You've gone to every restaurant. You don't really have anything that you're looking forward to doing. You're just uh, yeah. doing the same thing. Or if, if you're with someone who loves like activities and has scheduled out every single day and has found <laughs> every single flight of stairs to walk up and every castle to walk around, you're like, okay, I'm exhausted now. No, no, we got to go to this thing. And you're like, I, it's a modern art gallery. I do not care for this Yeah. Well, well I mean, yeah. yeah, if someone made me do that on any day, I'd be probably depressed, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely on day 17 of that, you would be uh, a bit bored. But yeah, after day 11, your um, positivity just decreases. So it has to be within that time frame. So 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 it's not after 11 days anyway. It's definitely before the 11th day of your holiday. It is. Yeah, exactly. God. You'd think think we're grand. Like, I wonder what's the optimum time to go away then? In general, is it is it is is eleven days based if you're going on a two week holiday? I'd say so. Yeah. It's like how many days away you are from the departure date, where you start getting really depressed. Where you're like, oh my god, we're going home in two days. This is crap. But uh, it, oh wait, seven. The answer to this, by the way, just makes it clearer in your head that why don't you take shorter holidays more often? Don't take a chunk of two weeks. Do you know? All right, okay. So it's not five days, it's not 10 or 12 days, it is not 18 days either. 0876797104. Uh, how many days is the, how, how many days on holidays before you start feeling your best uh, and then afterwards it just starts falling apart? So the optimum number of days on holidays to when you feel happiest when you're on holidays. It's not 10 or 12, it's not 18 and it's not five, it's before 11th, the 11th day. So which, uh, what do you think it is? 0876797104. Here's Dermot. FM 104's Room 104 podcast. FM 104's Room 104 podcast. With Moore and Reminder again, if you missed today's sweat session, uh, we're doing them Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. You can get them on the Room 104, Insta- not the Room 104, sorry, the FM 104 Instagram account. It's all thanks to Jim Plus Coffee. We release them on uh, 1pm on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So it's very simple. It's a workout that you can do in the comfort of your own home. You don't need any equipment. It's a guided workout with a fitness, a trained fitness professional to take you through the whole thing so you're in good hands and we release them at one o'clock on our
our main Instagram at page grid so you can follow along and do it in your own time and do it whenever suits you. You can also, uh, and we're also doing it, sorry, to raise funds for the tribecharity.com. So you can uh, more get more information about the work that they do. They help uh, a lot of young people with their mental health. They're run by a great bunch of young people as well. So tribecharity.com and it's with, all with thanks to Jim Plus Coffee as well. For more information on them, you can check out their website, jimpluscoffee.com. The question again, Saoirse, before we, uh, before we reveal what the answer is. Yeah, so the peak amount of days to go on holiday for your health and wellness levels. Where does it peak? What day on your holidays does that peak? Your happiness I would say peak? just now, given the current situation where no one's allowed away, it would be any day on holidays. People would be like, <laughs> oh my God, amazing. True. Yeah, absolutely. If you knew you were even going, you'd probably be peaking until then. But no, there is a, an exact amount of days. An exact number. Yeah, exact number. Now, uh, I will say, and you might be surprised. The is, positive, it day, is it... Sorry, go, go on. on. I said the positive benefits do actually kick in on day one, which I know you said usually you're quite stressed on day one because you're getting everything ready. But they do. I guess once you get to the airport and you might have a responsible pint, you know you're going on holidays. <laughs> so you're happy. And you get giddy and a little bit, oh, going away. Uh, Anya has said, is it day three? Sorry, Amy, my apologies. Amy. What's the crack, Amy? Day, day three, you finally relaxed and are in holiday mode. I would say day three is pretty good. You said you've got everything somewhat out of the bags, kind of relaxed. You know what's going on. You know your way about a little bit. You found a nice watering hole. Maybe your spot by the pool. Uh, is it day three? No, it's not day three, no. Alas. And although you might say day three, yeah. you're probably at your kind of happiest. You're still probably still very much aware of work on what's happening back home. You're not gone away enough, long enough yet to kind of forget about work emails and all the rest of it. Mm. So it's not day three. So this is the day that you've forgotten those things exist and you're just totally absorbed in your holiday. So what is it then? The total day of reaching peak happiness is day eight. Day eight? Day eight, yeah. So that's when you have fully shaken off the responsibilities of work stress. Is yeah, I, I could, I can see that. Yeah, I'd say you're, uh, you're enjoying it, and you're still a decent bit away from when you have to go home. Especially if you're on like a two week holiday, I'd say that's when you're kind of like, oh, this is class because you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're far enough gone from being home, and you're far enough away from having to go home. That would be peak. Yeah, peak. Time now I hate to, to I hate to break it to you. Two things, right? They said in this study that if you went on a weekend break away, that nearly does more damage than good. What? Yeah, they said that because you're only going away for a night or two, you haven't fully disconnected from work. You're probably tired after, you know, a long hour's People just don't know how to turn week. off their phones properly. Just block all would, the work emails, block all the work contacts. Oh, yeah, good luck, see you, bye now. But if you think about it, if you're going away on a Friday, yeah, some people might go away, take a half day on a Friday. So they've already yeah. been working on that day that they're technically on holidays. And they've probably so forgotten the to do there, something when they're in the car on the way down. Exactly. So you're on the plane going, oh, I should have sent that email. Why didn't I do that? I'll do it when I get off the plane. So that's kind of your Friday done. Then Saturday, you have a day to kind of yourselves. And then Sunday, you're thinking about traveling back home again for work on Monday. So they're saying that um, it's not long enough to have to reap any benefits. And then also, this is really sad. The sad news, the length of your holiday has no impact on your mood after it's over. So as soon as you get back from, sorry, get back to work, you're probably going to forget about most of the good times. Isn't oh, well, of tragic? course, you'd be so depressed. <laughs> you'd, so, you'd just be comparing the fact that you're back at your crappy little desk when you were beside the pool last week and you just hate your life even more. Yeah, 
So you could go away for a week, I could go away for a month and we'll both be equally as miserable. So there you go. <laughs> uh, on a good so, note, come yeah. here. You, uh, the fact that we mightn't be able to get away for a while anyway, let's say flights, I don't know what the story is exactly with flights. We'll, we'll play that one as it, uh, play that one by ear as they say. Where would be your first holiday away for a bank holiday weekend in Ireland? Oh, a bank holiday in Ireland. Do you know what? I love Belfast. I'd go to Belfast. I don't know why. I just love it. I love Belfast. I also love Galway. So I could definitely go both of them. And I really want to go to, um, you know, Photo Wildlife Park in Cork. Down in Cork, yeah, Photo Island. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never been there and I really want to go there. Uh, anywhere really that has a good spa hotel, I'm there. No? What about yeah, you? Fair enough. Probably Kerry. Or Trabalgan. Trabalgan would be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd bag you Trabalgan. Yeah, Kerry. See, Kerry is far too far away, though. But that's... No, it's not. Ah, it is. You're in the car for a good three and a half hours. Ah, but this is worth it. Kerry, are you getting lost up in the mountains? Find a dirty B&B somewhere in Wicklow. And you'd be grand. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's going to be a time that people are going to be obviously spending in Ireland and going to places they probably never would have gone before. Because a lot of times, I know this sounds really bad, but you'd get cheaper holidays abroad for a weekend away than you might get in Ireland. But now I know, yeah. So, I know. Well, I'll be stay, yeah. doing staycations for the rest of the year, um, which I don't mind. I, 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 but you see, I prefer being able to drive to a hotel here than going away. Because uh, I'm just lazy. I don't like the hassle of airports. I'm like, oh, good luck. We'll just drive down. We'll just, we'll just go to a holiday in somewhere. We'll go to the Little Chef of the M50 there, and uh, we'll, we'll stay there <laughs> for a night. It'll be really romantic and absolutely beautiful. Right. So listen, uh, that's it. So what is it? Eight days is peak happiness on a holiday. Exactly. And it said that the best amount of holiday days to take at one time is between seven and eleven days. So we don't need to take two weeks off, seven and 11 days. Maybe yeah. always book in like the Good Friday, the Pank Holiday Monday and that week off and then your you, best you're possible golden, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Listen, good to know that. Happy days there you are if you're planning your next holiday in 2025, the next one you can get across. You just need eight, <laughs> a few days, nothing too long, um, and you'll be grand. Uh, on the way next, we're going to be catching up with a, uh, a B&B owner from Malahide who's gotten a little bit of flack for selling uh, glamping pods out her back garden on Airbnb and says, uh, listen, she really shouldn't be getting that much abuse because she's not doing anything wrong. That's on the way. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 6797104. Now, you may have seen this article doing the rounds today and over the last couple of days. And, you know, it's, it's been a tough time for a lot of people in certain industries, especially if you're running a restaurant or a hotel or a B&B. Uh, but someone who is doing something slightly different with her B&B and has different offerings and different rooms available out in the back garden runs a B&B out in Malahide. She joins us on the line now. Anna Shevchek, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not yeah, doing too bad. Um, we saw this article, I suppose, a little bit earlier on today. You run a B&B out in Malahide, correct? Yes, that's correct, yeah. But you offer some slightly unique, I would say, uh, lodgings out your back garden. Yeah, well, you see, I offer average bedrooms. You know, there's five bedrooms. And during the summer, I'm, I'm close to Malahide Castle where the concerts are there. During the summer, I'm setting up tents for guests as well. This year, we are closed due to COVID-19. Nothing mm. is happening there. But the article that came out today is stating something else. Sorry, when you say tents out, out the back, do you mean pop-up tents? Or are you renting them out to people, is it? So you see, Airbnb is offering different accommodation. You know, you can 
have this normal bedrooms and you can have different type of funky courtly accommodation. That's why uh, my B&B started from working with Airbnb many years ago and that's why the idea came up when, you know, during the summer when it's really busy and I don't have enough bedrooms for the amount of booking that is coming. I decided to put up a tent last year for in the back garden. This isn't just a normal back garden like you would have in a, in a city center or, you know, somewhere in different parts of Dublin. I live very close to the beach. It's a beautiful area. It's a, it's a large, large back garden. So, uh, and it's nice. It's lovely. There's barbecue there. There's electricity in the tent, uh, kettle, tea, coffee. You know, it's, it's, it's like glamping. 55 euro a night for two people. I can book in with you, obviously not at the moment, but I can book in with you and I will be staying in, is it is it your back garden? It's a shared garden? Yes. yes. No, it's my back garden. Yeah. Okay. So I can use kind of the barbecue and then inside the tent, you have a bed and you have kettle and... There's carpet, toilet and the bathrooms are inside the house. Okay, and so the guests can go into your house then to use the bathroom. Yeah, they come into the house as well for breakfast or for entertainment room, you know, TV and stuff like that. So. Now I've seen quite quirky um, Airbnb accommodation online. I've seen you know sometimes people have tree houses which can be very yeah. expensive mm. to stay in and are you getting a lot of backlash with the prices of, of this? Essentially it's oh, a tent. I, so. I, oh, I don't know why should I get a backlash. It's just 55 euros. It's, it's nothing you know when you go to a hostel you're paying more money for two people and you have here a glamping in Malahide Garden 300 meters from the beach. How is this expensive? I don't I don't know. Full access to a beautiful house with everything in it. Apple TV, Alexa, you have a full sta- high standards here of, of furniture in the house, bathrooms, hot water running all the time. How is 55 for two people expensive? I don't know. When you started doing this last year, how uh, how popular was it? Were you getting many bookings and what were the people saying who were doing these? Uh, popular enough during the concert season, right? here in Malahide Castle. It was quite uh, midweek, but weekends were busy. I started, I think I started from June up till end of August. I had only one tent last year. It was a big tent. It was like an eight-people tent. And this year I have a smaller tent. I got three, but obviously I just set up one. How it look like? There are three different kind of tents. There are three TP tents. Um, they're nice. There's nothing wrong about them. Yeah. And what has been some... Because you mentioned, obviously, there's been some reports going out and you get a little bit of flack and a little bit of backlash off people. What have been their comments? What have they been saying about it? See, I don't read papers. I don't watch news. I don't listen to the radio. I didn't know anything about this. This reporter turned up on my door two days ago. First of all, he requested a book booking for 31 days on Airbnb. I'm showing on Airbnb just because when I close the website and I close the booking.com, Airbnb starts sending emails to the host asking if hosts can um, host for doctors for a front line, for doctors and for nurses, and obviously I register with this straight away, but because I'm far from hospi- from hospitals, you know, I don't have, I'm no help for those doctors, so I, I didn't have any business from that or nothing happened there, but that's why I'm open on Airbnb, so when this reporter requested 31 days stay, that was a little bit strange for me and I declined his request, and 15 minutes later, he turned up on my doorstep requesting from me that I give him 10 minutes to do interview interview with me. He took all my numbers, you know, asked me all these questions. 
I didn't feel very comfortable about it because where's the social distancing and everything else? He was right in my face on my doorstep, no mask, no gloves, no nothing. And uh, asking the question, how much did I make? How much was the tent last year? How many days did I have? How much did... And all those questions, and he put in, in today's paper as if this is happening right now, but the actual numbers are from last year when, when I was open. So no, no one is, is, like, staying in your back garden at the moment? No. In fact, I have <laughs> I have chickens, dogs, and geese now in my... <laughs> two little geese in my garden running around, and I'm waiting for my own... <laughs> This is what is happening. When I looked at this initially without talking to you, I wouldn't pay that much money to to stay in a tent, you know, on a cold night or whatever. And it's a blow-up bed. It's not an actual bed you have in, in the tent. Yeah. Hey, it is quite expensive, isn't it? If you think it's expensive, if you think I, um, I should be backlashed or I should be destroyed by media because I am a businesswoman and I'm, and I'm making a business, making things work, I, I don't take a break. You know, I work seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. I have three daughters. You know, two of them are in college. One is here in, in school. I, I'm working. I I don't sell heroin online. You know, or I don't I don't even go out. I work hard. And to get that from a reporter face to face over for what? You know, because maybe you wouldn't pay 55 euro for it. And but there's people out there who would kill to do a little bit camping. And I am one of those people. I- FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.